0: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. An update on a significant Christian ministry that makes the Christian gospel accessible in thousands of languages on your mobile device. Global Recordings Network has developed the Five Fish suite of applications for easy distribution and playback of gospel messages on mobile devices. You can access these from any mobile device with a web browser and a media player. Now, that's what most of us have on our mobile phone. The story of Jesus is spoken in virtually any language. You can access audio, full-length movies, mini-series and short films with the largest collection of languages in the world. Everything in the app is free to play and share. Bible stories, basic Bible teaching, scripture, Christian songs and testimonies. The content is useful for learning about the Christian faith and sharing it with anyone wherever they are. Christine Platt is the CEO of Global Recordings Network Australia and Christine is joining us. Christine, welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. It's great to be here with you. Christine, some people won't be so familiar with Global Recordings Network even though you've been around for decade upon decade upon decade. You better give us a little brief history of Global Recordings Network.
1: Well, Gospel Recordings was started back in 1939 when Joy Ritterhoff was a young single missionary recovering from illness and she saw a record player in her room and remembered there was one back in the village where she'd been serving. And so she made the first records in Spanish and sent them back to the people that she knew in Honduras. And so Gospel Recordings was born. And Since then, we have gone through being language recordings, and now we're Global Recordings Network, but we're still doing the same job of telling the story of Jesus in
0: every language. And you have uh, people you call recordists. Uh, people are there with uh, probably their mobile device these days just recording those sorts of conversations all around the world Uh, lots of people who are national workers in their own country so they're speaking their own lingo Uh, give us some insights here into how many or how far widespread your recordists travel
1: so we've got um, a presence in 40 countries and most of our workers are nationals working in their own country or neighboring countries and so a recordist in one country will often work in the neighbouring countries as well. And then we have several people who will travel. There's parts of the world where we can't have a presence, and so they will tr- travel, they'll go in and come out um because they're not places that it's particularly friendly to be to have people working. And so, yeah, so generally it's national workers. And they won't speak the languages they record most of the time, but they at least speak the official language of the country so they can communicate with tribal people um, in a trade language that
0: can then be the
1: basis for translation.
0: So I know that so many will just be uh, flabbergasted. Uh, Can't believe there are even 6,700 languages that you've got on your app, but I know you're not finished that work yet. How many languages do you estimate there are in the whole world, Christine?
1: Well, the language number is in the low 7,000s, but when you include speech varieties or dialects, you're looking at anywhere between twelve to 19,000, depending on how you count
0: them. Twelve to 19,000 languages around the world. Now, let's bring this home for a moment because Australia is a wonderful land of migrants and we've got people who speak different languages uh, who are living next door to us. Uh, how important is it to recognise just the language mix that might be happening in your local community?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you've got... Neighbours who will speak other languages a lot better than they speak English. And so, if you want to communicate with them and you want to hear them to hear something as important as a gospel, it's really helpful to be able to communicate with them in a language they understand well so they can actually get the message. And so Being able to provide the gospel in the language they understand is really helpful if you want them to actually understand what you're talking about.
0: We Aussies, and uh, I'm not sure whether you are multilingual at all, Christine, but uh, but we Aussies tend to even pride ourselves on the fact that we only speak one language and we say to everyone who comes here, hey, learn to speak English because we're actually a little bit too lazy to to learn everybody else's languages as well, but around the world... People, it's not unusual, is it, to speak multiple languages, two, three, five languages, and you communicate across borders and across cultures uh, everywhere. Uh, Aussies are a little bit different than, than most of the world.
1: Yeah, we do tend to just, I speak English and that's it. But, yeah, as you say, people in Europe will often speak four, five, six languages. And across Asia and Africa, our tribal areas in South America, it's very similar. So being multilingual is normal for a large proportion of the world's population,
0: but very odd to us. You mentioned that some places where your recordists are, or they would like to go, are at this point not really easily accessible because they are dangerous environments. But Uh, To have 6,700 languages represented on your app, you must have people who are pretty brave and not afraid to go into some of these places.
1: That's right, and we've been doing it for 80 years. So we've got a long history and a big library of recordings, Um, some recordings of languages that are now extinct. We've got um, sometimes the only known recording in quite a few languages.
0: Okay, do you, are you able to, uh, to tell us what languages they are? I mean, have you got your finger on the pulse there? Because, uh, you know, that languages that may well be extinct, uh, those are important ones for some level of preservation.
1: They are. And no, I can't tell you what they are. Um, I, I could find out but I'd have to be prepared for that.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, now, I thought yes, I'd put you on the is... spot there. <laughs> uh, but to your when you said the original lady who started this back in 1939, uh, how she would have been recording languages back in those early years, uh, she would have recorded those onto some sort of a, a vinyl or some sort of 78 record or something like that. Is that the way... Have you got an archive for sort of a, a museum history that uh, that takes us back to those early recordings?
1: Yes, we've got photos and we do have some of the old equipment, not the original equipment. The first recordings were etched directly into the um, mirror image of a 78 record. And so you, you couldn't make a mistake because there was no way to edit it. You had to get it right the first time. And then what was it was recorded on was basically the plate that you then used to make the press the records and so that's how it began and then when there was the move to tapes we actually got the first nagra reel-to-reel machines we actually beat the abc to get the first ones which was quite a scoop in the day
0: that is just amazing, and uh, for listeners today. And if you were telling this to some teenagers, and I'm, I'll get, I'll, I'll ask you in a few moments if you talk to teenagers. But if you're talking to young people today about using the latest technology to be able to influence uh, people for the gospel, here was a lady at the start, back in 1939, who was etching a mirror image onto a 78 RPM record because that was the latest technology of the day. Uh, do you share that with young people, Christine? What sort of reaction do you get? Oh, young people are just amazed. The thing that gets
1: people the most is our card talk, which is a cardboard record player that you put the record on and then you use a pen or a stick to turn the record And the vibration in the um, cardboard creates the sound. And that just, children are just astounded when they hear uh, a voice coming out of a cardboard record player.
0: Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Wonderful to have you with us. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. You might have your own insight here as we're getting into what actually feels like it might even be a little bit of... Conversation about the history of recording the gospel onto devices, as we talked about uh, just getting that image onto a 78 RPM record. Uh, Christine Platt is our guest. She's the CEO of Global Recordings Network Australia. The history goes back to 1939 uh, the technology's changed dramatically over the years, Christine, and uh, you've got some uh, idea about the earliest technology. What about the latest sorts of technologies? We'll talk about the Five Fish app, but there's all sorts of other technologies that have got gospel recordings already on them.
1: Well, that's right. Not everybody can use a mobile phone and access the internet, and for that reason, you need... Um, audio players and we distribute the mega voice players which are solar powered and they don't require the internet they are really useful overseas and they're really useful here in australia
0: for yeah and some listeners will be familiar with the mega voice uh solar powered mp3 player and it's an australian invention uh, Tom Tressida, the champion rower, uh, who really got behind, uh, he had this idea, had uh, the thought of an invention of some sort of solar-powered player that wouldn't need to be plugged in, so you could send it off all around the world under the mission field. And so it plays a wonderful role where you don't have uh, your mobile device. Not everybody has a mobile device in the developing world, but they can get a solar-powered MP3 player and it can have the gospel on it.
1: That's right. And my first email I received when I started work at GRN as um, the CEO here was an email from Tom Tressida, uh, t- wanting to talk about the Mega Voice players. And we've got a long partnership with Mega Voice. They have been putting our messages on their players for decades. We've been sharing our library with them, and. We also provide the software that allows them to put the messages onto their players. So, that is um, Global Recordings Network software that they use. And we distribute their Mega Voice players here in Australia. And so, they're used widely around the world. And even in Australia, people, there's a lot of people. Like, I think our audience is ladies in their 80s plus. And probably men over about 50 would be our, our biggest customers there. People who want to listen to the Bible in their car or they want to listen to it when they're in bed at night, um, blind people who can't read their Bibles anymore, they can get a Megavoice Envoy and listen to it and hear the Bible in any language where there is an audio Bible. David Suchet with the NIV is the most popular by far.
0: Wow. You know, we often honour preachers. Uh, You've got the people who are the faces and the voices who bring a message of the gospel. But people who invent technology and can propagate the message, they may be the big champions of faith in the 21st century. And uh, this is part of what you're involved in here, Christine, just how you propagate the opportunity for people to hear the message of the gospel. And it's done through a lot of technology.
1: Yeah, technology is just so important in the world today and the MP3 players are fantastic and the mobile phones are amazing. The number of people that have now got an audio player in their pocket and they can just hear the Bible anytime, they can find gospel messages anytime and we're very thankful to have a really good team of software developers here at Global Recordings Network who have worked. It's been 10 years now that the Five Fish app has been being developed and we are really thrilled with the place that it's at now.
0: Okay, let's talk Five Fish for a moment here and maybe just connect this to, uh, you know, real-life situations. Uh, There might be people here in Australia who come from different settings. Let's choose a a nation somewhere, maybe choose a, a West African nation. Uh, let's say uh, a nation uh, uh, let's go with uh, say Nigeria now they've got all sorts of troubles and things that are going on right now and there is a strong Christian presence there in Nigeria but if there's a Nigerian person living in Australia and they're not familiar with the gospel and you've got the Five Fish app on your mobile device how useful is it if you come across someone who's Nigerian? Oh very useful
1: you can go into Phi fish and you can either choose the country of Nigeria and you'll find a list of the languages that we have recordings in from Nigeria, or you can just type in the name of the language and you can generally within 30 seconds you can have your phone speaking the gospel
0: in their language in Nigeria. So within 30 seconds, you've come across someone who is a migrant. They're on our shores in Australia. They might even be your next-door neighbour, or it might be someone you strike up a conversation with at the shopping centre. And in 30 seconds, you can have a gospel message in their language and you're ready to play that message. How much more powerful is it for that person to hear that message in their own mother tongue than trying to interpret it into uh, from an English uh, language point of view. Any thoughts here from you, Christine?
1: Uh, it is just so much more powerful to hear the gospel in your own in the language that you understand best. If you're hearing the message in a language that you don't know well, you don't understand everything that you're hearing. And I, I believe that. A lot of the problems that the church has around the world is because people become Christians in a trade language or a language that they don't speak really well, but they do all the important things in their own first language, the language that they understand best. And so when something happens and they're talking about something important, they're using their own language. But then Christianity is in some other language and they don't intersect. And it makes it really hard for the gospel to penetrate deep into their heart and to change their worldview. And so, yeah, I think it's absolutely vital that people are hearing the gospel
0: in their mother tongue, in the language they understand best. You know, if we were looking back across the history of the church, uh, you would recognize that there is a tremendous role that Bible translation has played in that missionary endeavor, uh, that Bible translation has played in the transformation of entire communities and uh, the goodness and blessing that follows when you've got communities who turn to Christian faith. Uh, There's something of a seed in all of that, uh, but Bible translation, you might say, that's the big one, and you've got missionaries who go into different cultures, and they'll be involved in processes of translating a whole Bible into that language group. But you've got this opportunity that uh, really quickly you can get the gospel message into, And you can communicate with people from virtually any language culture around the world.
1: That's right. Our messages take weeks to months to produce, whereas Bibles take years and decades. So we can produce something a lot more quickly. And people can become Christians in their own language. And then they can go to a church that is using a trade language or an official language of a country. Also, it's quite often happened that we have produced the first materials, and then the Bible translators will come and they they can use our materials um, as part of them getting started. And so we do have a really good partnership with SIL and with Wycliffe, and we've work we work with them in many countries around the world. And then often we will help them to record the, the Bible translations once they've, once they've translated them too.
0: Okay, about to go to news in just a few moments, but for people who are listening right now and saying, how do I get a hold of this Five Fish app? How easy is it to find it in an app store and download it onto your mobile device today?
1: Yeah, if you can find apps, you just go to your App Store and you look for Five Fish. If you've got an Apple, it might be good to search for gospel in every language. That will help you find it a bit quicker. And the icon is a funny-looking
0: blue hand fishy thing. Something last time we were talking, you shared with me something that I thought was quite disturbing. When you said that Aussies mostly don't read and I guess governments never tell you that there is, in fact, a low level of literacy in Australia and that many people don't read, but that is the reality, isn't it? What are your thoughts on literacy levels here, even in Australia?
1: Yeah, this is our Year of Five Fish, and so I was doing some research at the start of the year to um, work out how to go about talking about our Year of Five Fish. And I discovered a study by the Australian Bureau of Statistics which said that 46% of Australians do not have a sufficiently high level of literacy to be able to function in our technological society. And they need help with reading and writing. And I was quite shocked to discover that.
0: And as I say, governments will never tell you that. And I think uh, I just caught a very brief news report, uh, some latest details talking about literacy levels suffering in schools. I think that was a report on Queensland's education system. And uh, not only numeracy, but literacy. And so literacy and numeracy taking a dive. And uh, perhaps that's because of uh, some of the advances in these mobile devices that we have and the feeling that you don't actually have to become proficient in uh, numeracy and literacy. But it is disturbing. But it also, uh, for the conversation we're having right now, increases the value of what you do.
1: Well, it does. Um, I find that many Christians have this idea that we've got to get people reading um, so that they can read the Bible. And I think, I, I do see the value in reading and I think it's vitally important both spiritually and just for your general life. But is it more important to force somebody to read or is it more important to introduce them to Jesus? I would propose that it's a lot more important to introduce somebody to Jesus by whatever means they currently access information rather than expect them to access information in the way that you want them to. And so I think that in Australia today, you need to be providing oral and audiovisual means for people to hear the gospel. Otherwise, they're not going to hear it.
0: My thoughts go to the history of the world, and uh, some listeners will be familiar with the scripture that says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, and there will be times throughout the history of the world uh, where literacy levels were very, very low. Uh, People were very, uh, you know, open to audio. They could and they could comprehend, but they couldn't read. And then so you have, uh, through these Middle Ages, the growth of reading, and then you've got the the printing press, and then the written word becomes so accessible and so wonderful to be able to access. But we may be even changing and coming into a time when reading is less uh, important or appearing to be less important for some people, and the audio hearing is going to be even more important for the future i'm speculating just thinking aloud here christine but what are your thoughts on how things flow in the course of history
1: if you think about jesus at the sermon of the mount you know there's nothing in there about the disciples handing out scrolls to all of the people who were sitting around uh, listening to what jesus had to say you know Jesus taught people by speaking, and we know he read. We hear about him reading from the scriptures in the synagogue occasionally, but he's not hes not using literacy when he's teaching people in general, not even when he's teaching his own disciples. You know, we've got no sign of the disciples sitting around taking notes while he was speaking. So I think, yeah, orality has been the norm for most of human history?
0: Well, certainly we're advocates for the written word, uh, for the Bible, and in a written form in those languages, because that's an important part of preserving culture as much as uh, getting word out. But we're also very, very familiar with the power of hearing the word uh, in an audible way. Let's talk about some of the languages, Christine, that I know that there's some some areas you're working on here. And I want to include listeners because uh, listeners can have a contribution to what you're doing because what you've got is your hand up and you're saying, you can help us uh, to do what we're doing. You've got 6,700 languages already on the app, but you're struggling with some languages now, you mentioned to me just while the news was on that there's six languages that you are actually looking for help with right now. So let's get some word out and there might be a listener or two who actually can connect with some of these languages. Give us an insight into which ones you're looking at here, Christine.
1: Okay, so our Fish app, you can use the app in 28 languages at the moment. And we really want to get that up to about 43 languages. That means that if you speak Hindi, you can go into Firefish and everything in the app will be in Hindi, so you can find the language you want from Hindi, you don't need English. And so we want to translate the user interface into another, well we want to translate into hundreds more languages, but our six top priority ones at the moment it's Gujarati Kannada Khmer Marathi Punjabi and Urdu so they are the ones where we're really looking for some translators to help us
0: get five fish
1: working in those languages
0: okay and for ordinary Aussies uh, some people listening might never have even heard of those languages so Gujarati Kanada, Khmer, Marathi, Punjabi and Urdu. And uh, if you're able to speak either of those languages, you might like to give us a call. We'd love to hear from you and uh, I'll connect you directly with Christine. But Gujarati, Kannada Khmer, Marathi, Punjabi and Urdu. Now, these are languages and some will be familiar with some of those. I mean, Khmer, that's uh, up into Southeast Asia and Punjabi, that's a Central Asian language. Urdu, uh, that's a sort of uh, Central Asian Indian uh, type language too. But there's going to be subsets of all of those sorts of languages and things get quite complicated. So you need some help and you'd like to connect with some people who might be able to speak and uh, able to uh, make a, a, a contribution to the app here.
1: That's right. Actually, we need them to be able to write the language because it's it's so that when people turn on Firefish, all the writing will be in those languages. So this is not for the audio. This okay. is for the app itself.
0: Right, so the opportunity here, if you can speak those languages and write in those languages, uh, because when you say there's 6,700 languages, when you when you have the app in hand, if the app is actually translated into those languages, then the user interface with the app uh, will be in those languages and that'll make things a whole lot easier for people in those Uh, language communities to be able to use the full effect of those 6,700 languages if they get the opportunity in their land.
1: That's right. So if you're um, a Pakistani and you don't speak English, but you speak Urdu, then if the app works in Urdu, then you'll be able to find all the Pakistani languages on the app. But at the moment, if you don't speak English, you won't be able to use Five Fish. So we want to make it useful for Christians in more
0: and more countries. Wow. Okay, so this actually gets to supercharge uh, what already is an amazing. Uh, initiative, but you need to get contact with people who can speak and write in those languages. Now, do they need any special skills because, uh, you know, writing computer programming and things like that, that might take an extra special skill as well. What other skills you you might uh, go hand in hand with being able to speak or write in those languages?
1: Well, we will send them a spreadsheet with the English and then we need them to be able to translate those words or phrases into their language and put it into a written form. So that's what we, that's what we need them to do. And so if people speak those languages and they write in those languages, I mean, I know that for Canada, there's an app and so you can just speak into the app in Canada, and it will write it for you so there is software to make it easier for some of the languages that don't have a nice neat keyboard
0: some other big things you've got on the go christine and i know listeners will be actually thrilled uh, to hear that you have a little stuffed toy called tommy tiger and designed to help children who've gone through traumatic situations, so war zones and uh, dreadful situations around the world. Give us an insight. What does Tommy Tiger do?
1: Uh, It's Tommy Tiger, T-U-M-I. Oh, okay. So Tommy (laughs) Tiger is a little stuffed toy who's got a mega voice player in her pouch, and Tommy talks for four hours to the child before she repeats herself. And she makes friends with a child. She's a Christian tiger. And so she encourages the children to um, know about God and to um, want to learn more about him. But she addresses um, causes of trauma. So she talks about dealing with bullying, dealing with losing a loved one, dealing with sickness or injury. And Tumi has been really helpful in South Africa in helping traumatised children. So there's police stations and fire stations that have got Tumis. And so if a child is in a traumatic situation, they will give a tiger to the child. And it really does calm them down and help them to deal with the trauma. So Yeah, it's
0: been great. Tumi Tiger, T-U-M-I Tiger, a stuffed toy, a Mega Voice MP3 in her pouch, three or four hours of conversation, which is Christian conversation, designed to help traumatised children. And you're getting Tumi Tiger ready, or is Tumi Tiger already accessible uh, for these Ukrainian children who've suffered displacement in Ukraine with the Russian invasion? How far are you along with that?
1: Um, at the moment, they're recording. So the, the the script has been translated and adapted into Ukrainian, and they're currently in the process of recording the script
0: um, in the United States with uh, some Ukrainian refugees. Okay, that's something really worth looking forward to. And uh, and I guess. Uh, if you've got uh, those languages that you've got Tumi Tiger working with now, that's really an un, uh, that's really uh, you know there's, it's, it's unlimited, the, the potential there too, for any type of uh, disaster zone or war zone around the world.
1: That's right. I mean, what is needed is we need somebody who can translate and adapt the script into different languages. So if somebody is working with a particular um, language group and they see a need for Tumi, they need to find somebody who is good at relating to children, who can adapt the script, because you can't just translate it. Some things don't translate you can't just translate it from English to another language. You've got to work out what the joke is, what it's saying, and then work out how to say something equivalent in the in the language that you're wanting Tumi to speak in. And then you've got to find somebody who's really good at, um, you know, telling stories to children who can be the voice of Tumi and can be recorded. The ones at the moment, um, we've got Afrikaans and English, and we've... Got a professional voice actor doing the speaking, so you need somebody who does a really good job at the speaking because Tumi comes alive to the child,
0: so it needs to be well done. And so you'd like to hear from anyone who is able to translate into their own mother tongue language, and if they've got a you know a nice way of communicating a nice way of even translating those jokes and speaking directly to children, uh, that's the sort of person you'd love to hear from too. It's like you've translated some trauma counselling uh, into these various languages and they're adapted for children and they can be used and they can be then really, in, I guess in a, in a fairly quick way, adapted for, for whenever there's a, a trauma situation around the world.
1: That's right. And I think in Australia I think every church should have a tummy tiger on hand. And so if one of the church children is in a car accident or something happens to a to a parent or you know something terrible happens then they'll be ready to give a tiger to the child to help them at that time. It's not something you could give to a non-Christian child because in Australia that wouldn't be acceptable. But for a church child, I think the tiger could be wonderful for a child going
0: through a difficult time. And no doubt uh, there'd be some who'd be thinking, well, there could be a message adapted so that you could use Tumi Tiger and uh, use that as a, a Christian outreach as well. But uh, no doubt there are sensitivities there. But every church, a Tumi Tiger. And uh, for churches who might be thinking, well, we could get one of those, uh, are they expensive? Uh, what sort of how difficult is it getting a hold of one? Do you just go on to the at globalrecordings.net forward slash au website and just make your order there. How hard is it to get a hold of one of those, Christine?
1: Yeah, You can order one on the website or you can ring the office and we will um, take your order and send you one. So they're $79 um,
0: delivered. $79 delivered. And uh, as you suggest, every church should have a Tumi Tiger on hand Because, yes, church families go through their own times of trauma, whether it's the loss of a loved one, whether it's an accident or some tragedy that can befall uh, children in church life. Yes, that could be very, very useful. And for listeners, globalrecordings.net forward slash au. Now, come back to the Five Fish app, which we've been talking about for most of our time together, Christine. Uh, If you support a missionary overseas, uh, what value is there in letting them know they can access the Five Fish app and uh, be useful in their missionary endeavour?
1: Yeah, I would love, listeners, um, you know, if you support a missionary, you know a missionary, could you send them a message or send them an email and say... Yeah, you know, I just heard about this Fish app. It could be really useful for the people you're working with. And it's probably got the language that you're working with people in available. And so I'd be really thankful if people
0: would let missionaries they know, know about Fish. And the valuable thing about having a conversation on 2020 today is that, the message about what you're doing with Five Fish can be further uh, widely spread. And uh, sometimes, if you don't have access to a larger audience, the uptake can be slower. So uh, you're encouraging everyone today to get a hold of this Five Fish app and to make use of some of the wonderful facilities you've got on there.
1: That's right. And it even speaks English. So if you're talking to somebody who's an English speaker and they don't read, well, then maybe letting them listen to the good news in Australian English would be a very helpful thing for them to do.
0: And I mentioned the full-length movies, the mini-series, the short films. What sort of ones have you got on there that listeners might be familiar with or maybe not familiar with?
1: We've got audio Bibles in many languages that are available. So most of the audio Bibles that are released uh, appear on the fish app. We've got the Jesus Film suite of movies available in the languages they've been translated in. And we have got the, all of the GRN content is available on the app.
0: Well, just wonderful getting your insights today, Christine Platt. And to get an update on what's happening with the Five Fish app, uh, 2022, the year of Five Fish The encouragement for listeners is to download the app on your mobile device and you'll never know when it's going to come in so handy, whether you're at the shopping centre, you're on holiday, you come across someone who speaks English maybe in a broken way but they have a mother tongue that they speak fluently and you want to share something with them, you'll be able to do that with the Five Fish app. Now, there's two websites I'll give. One is globalrecordings.net forward slash au. No doubt from there, there'll be links to how you can download the Five Fish app. But it's also just fivefish.mobi, M-O-B-I. That's uh, where people can download the Five Fish app. And if you have an Apple device, simply at apps.apple.com, and you'll be able to download the Five Fish app from there. Did I miss anything in that, Christine?
1: And the it's also on the Google Play Store. And we are having a celebration dinner on the 16th of July. And so anybody in Sydney who would like to come and give thanks and celebrate 10 years of Fish, you would be very welcome to um, come and join us. You just go through try bookings
0: Wonderful. And uh, no doubt there'll be details about that on the globalrecordings.net forward slash AU website. Christine Platt, CEO of Global Recordings Network. Christine, thanks so much for a wonderful update today on 2020.
1: Thanks, Neil. It's been a pleasure.